You know what they say, April showers bring May flowers, but what do May flowers bring? Episodes of this podcast. Before we continue my first ever journey through the Harry Potter series, just a few quick announcements. This is the last time that I will get to say this, but if you are listening to this episode of Potterless before 10.58 a.m. Eastern Time on Thursday, April 29th, that means that the Kickstarter is still live for Modern Muckraker. I've talked about this a lot, but it is a podcast project that I will be launching thanks to everyone who helped us get to our goal, but we still have a couple days left in the campaign, and that means we can hit our stretch goals, which include moving up the release date and increasing the amount of episodes in this season. So if you want to learn more about this podcast that I'm making and help us hit those stretch goals, and in return, you will get some amazing rewards, you can do so at bit.ly slash modern muckraker. And if you are listening to this way in the future, after April 29th, and you want to learn more about this podcast, you can go to our website, modernmuck.com. But again, thank you so much to everyone who helped us get funded. We have reached our goals, so the podcast will happen. But now the question is just, do we hit those exciting stretch goals? I would really like to do so, and you can help us do that at bit.ly slash modern muckraker. And speaking of people supporting me and making my dreams a reality, we have new patrons to welcome to our team over at patreon.com slash potterless. So shout out to Eric Diaz, Amy Parkinson, Kare Galloway, Nina Rock, Madeline George, Million Books to Read, and Emmeline Harland. Also a huge shout out to Sean Kirkoba, who upgraded to the producer level status. They joined the ranks of Vicky Christine, Aaron Clow, Marchismo, Juan, Rosemary, Maria, Lisa, Audra, Eleanor, Nikita, Rachel, Alex, John, Noel, Claire, Rory, Veronica, Lada Noah, Jennifer, Justin, Jacob, Maya, Polly, Zena, Harlan, Nikki, Kine, Sarah, Marta, Flor, Skyla, Adele, Professor Threat, Ellie, Michael, Kelly, Carrie, Connie, Jen, Nedry, Will, Marik, Ashton, Brittany, Phelan, The Meadows Family, Ginny, Heather, Kevin, Jarl, Pita, Callahan, Bella, Melanie, Rees, Joseph, Madison, Tonks, Sabrina, Sophia, Farzan, Melanie, Matt, Okamahime, Bony Pony, Kelsey, Rike, Taylor, Megan, Riley, Laurel, Erica, Kendra, Natanya, Yogan, Darcy, Sandra, Craig, Demi, Michelle, Henrika, Casey, Megan, Jack, Stain, Little, Elaria, Gregory, Cockhaw, Ribbon, Jack, Serenity, Haley, Sabrina, Jenny, Eileen, Annette, Huffle. Puff, Brett, Mary, Artemis, Samantha, Nina, Tatiana, Karis, Vomit Spiders, Punkfish, Wire Warrior, Joe, Michael, Maya, Jasmine, Neely, Tate, Sam, Sam, Adriana, John, Jody, Dunna, Nosh, Emma, Ill, Steamed Nuggets, and Can't I Potter? Who never put their credit card into a cash register machine thing backwards and then sit there for a good 10 seconds wondering, hmm, I wonder why this isn't working. If you want to be like one of these amazing patrons and get access to director's commentary, monthly live streams, bonus episodes, exclusive merchandise, and more, you can head on over to patreon.com slash potterless. But without further ado, let's get into episode 174 of Potterless, the fourth part of our My Immortal coverage, guest starring Kim and Sequoia from Fanatical Fix. Hello, Internet, and welcome back to another episode of Potterless, the tale of a grown man who never read the Harry Potter series as a kid. He read them as an adult. He watched the movies and plays and all that other stuff as an adult, too. But nothing is more important than what he did recently, which is reading the most infamous slash the best fan fiction of all time, (laughs) My Immortal. And to continue our discussion, I am back again with Kim and Sequoia from Fanatical Fix and where to find them. How's it going, folks? Oh, my gosh. It's been a month now. This is the month mark. (laughs) This is the fourth episode of My Immortal Coverage. This is my Immortal. Yeah, one whole month of this. I can only assume that the downloads have quintupled and uh, (laughs) Potterless is fully resurged. (laughs) Almost definitely. I mean, how could you not? These are so... These, ep- I mean, now that I've been editing these episodes, they're just, I have an ear to ear smile on when I'm editing them. I have an ear to ear smile when we record them. It's wonderful. What is not to love? This is the greatest story. 
<laughs> it's funny because I before I started reading this second half that we're about to get into here, I went over um, to Kim's house to hang out in the backyard far away from each other. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Like of we course. do. <laughs> she was like, oh, man, the second half really goes off the rails. And I was like, what the fuck could you possibly be talking about? What rails <laughs> were left? It now goes <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> I had the exact same thought. There was a point where I thought it was I just I it's funny looking back because I'm currently in the time world of recording and stuff. We're recording this on April 11th. So the second My Mortal episode comes out tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And in that episode, I say, oh, it's chapter nine. Things are starting to go off the rails. And how little and small and young and naive I was two weeks ago. (laughs) Sweet summer child. Start to go off the rails there. I would would agree. Right. It does start. I just didn't know how many rails were left to go off before we were truly (laughs) off of them. (laughs) So before we dive into what is the second half of My Immortal, I did realize two things in the course of the time between when we last spoke. First off, Ebony's a seventh year witch and she's just now meeting Harry Potter. How is this possible? (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Harry Potter, who is also infamously in her band. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. I also realized that Ebony, 7,000 middle names, Raven Way, her last name is Way because of Gerard Way. And it took me this long to realize that. (laughs) (laughs) Because I always thought like Way is such a, I don't know, that's a strange, oh, (laughs) (laughs) because she wishes she was related to Gerard Way. But right. she's not. Because yeah. he's so sexy. Because yeah. he's so hot. Of course, of course. <laughs> so we pick this up at chapter 23, and it says that she got 10,000 reviews on the story. Resident fan fiction experts, do you think this is true? <laughs> no. Because, no. Okay. No. I, okay. <laughs> no, I'm no, so. No. What what number was it actually at? Because all of the threats of I'm not going to update the story unless I get reviews are things like 5 or 10 or 15. So to say she got 10,000? I don't know. I'm kind of curious, actually, what the like most reviewed things on FF are. Oh, I have no man. clue. Something that's like really old that has been around for a really long time has the potential to have thousands of reviews. Mm-hmm. But I think like in the actual time frame that this was being posted... Probably not 10,000 reviews. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we need a My Immortal historian, a My Immortal dramaturg that has the entire history that was documenting it along the way. But I mean, I'm assuming that the rise of fame to this thing came after the fact. And I just don't know what it was like on the ground floor while it was coming out. But man, if they really got 10,000 reviews, I mean, clearly it would have 10,000 reviews now. (laughs) Yeah. It's certainly after this episode goes live because we will get more than 10,000 downloads and everyone listening will go "Mm, five stars. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So Harry Potter and the Methods of Rationality on fanfiction.net. That's like an infamous fanfiction, right? Yes. Everyone just told me to read it. And folks, maybe I will read it, but I will not cover it on the podcast. This is the only fanfiction. This is it. No more. I'm not doing all the ones that people comment and suggest. I'm very sorry, but I am not becoming a fanfiction boy. I will leave that to the experts. Experts, and that is you two. Oh, oh dear. Thank you. <laughs> so the uh, Methods of Rationality has 35,900 reviews on fanfiction.net. Mm. Dang. So 
I think it's unlikely that this got 10,000 reviews in its first year up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Comparatively doesn't check out. So, chapter 23, it says, the door opens. Okay. The door opens. And Umbridge and Fudge, and I think also Dumbledore because he's later in the scene, but they don't say that he enters the scene. They see Ebony and their friends, and Umbridge says, what the beep? And she does say beep. (laughs) What the beep are you doing? Because she doesn't want to do the swears. I guess. She's too righteous. She has a ministry spell on her that every time she tries to swear, just a big (laughs) beep comes out. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it. So Dumbledore says that Umbridge made a mistake. She means, hi, everyone come in. So they come in. It's a whole bunch of the students. They're all sitting down. And something from the text, quote, well, we all came in angrily. I just like that it starts with well. It's so good. Well, Well, we all came in angrily. So did all the other students. I sat between Darkness and Draco and opposite Bloody Mary. Crab and Goyle started to make some morbid jokes. They both looked exactly like Ville Volo. Do you two know who that is? I I have no idea. Because I was uh-huh. not familiar. I think it's a lead singer of... Oh, of him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But it's it's Villy Vallo, not Villy Volo. <laughs> okay. I figured that it was probably also spelled wrong. So I was like, right. this is a reference that one, I don't get and is also spelled wrong. Here's what I learned, though, because I was Googling stuff while doing research for this episode. There is a very well-made my immortal wiki fandom page. Mm. And if you type in the way it's spelled in my immortal, sometimes you will get what it actually is referring to. And it's very, very helpful. It's nice. I appreciate that it exists. Dedication. So then Ebony hears Draco and Vampire dueling each other. They are arguing about who should sit next to Ebony and who loves her more (laughs) slash who she loves more. And then, of course, Voldemort comes in. (laughs) And Tara writes, quote, Brittany, that fucking prep started to cry. (laughs) Pull yourself together, Brittany. It's It's just just Voldemort. Voldemort. (laughs) Draco and Harry then stop fighting. Ebony stops eating. Everyone gasps. And then... She just says, Voldemort. And there's something about misspelling Voldemort with Z's and later X's that is so funny it's to me. So good. It's yeah. so great. Every spelling of Voldemort is funny, especially this next <laughs> mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, quote, Ebby, Ebony, Darth Vader said evilly in his <laughs> raspy voice. This is, I feel like this half of the story is where you start getting these like totally off the rails things that are like this is not even a typo like you yeah. you clearly just said Darth Vader instead of Voldemort like there's no way that autocorrect or anything gets you to Darth mm-hmm. Vader <laughs> one mm-hmm. of the chapters was so bad that I theorized that someone else wrote it as a spoof because there were just too many things wrong and too many things spelled incorrectly and too many gothic things over the top because yeah <laughs> it really does start to get a bit intense and thankfully it reigns it in after that one chapter which I'll identify <laughs> but Voldemort continues thou half failed your mission now I I shall kill thou, and I shall kill vampire as well. If thou does not kill him before then, I shall kill Draco too. 
and oh, Ebony goodness. begs that she doesn't want to have to kill him. And he just says, no, kill him or I shall kill him anyway. And then he flies away <laughs> cackling. So it just, I'm very confused of what the stakes are. It feels like no matter what happens, Voldemort is going to kill Vampire and Draco. Uh-huh. So why would she do it? Yeah, and he just like rolled up into the Great Hall. Just flew on in. No one stopped him. <laughs> nope. nope. Nobody did anything. None of the adults did anything. And then threatened her again with the same thing he threatened her with same the first threat as last time. time. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Ebony starts to cry. Vampire and Draco start to comfort her. Then her eyes roll back into her head. But don't worry. It's described as, quote, don't worry. It looks cool and gothic. And then she has a vision of Voldemort killing Draco. And we get into chapter 24. It's weird. I feel like we could have just done the vision. We didn't actually need Voldemort to come. (laughs) Not at all. They accomplished the exact same thing. I don't think Voldemort has ever done anything of substance when he comes in. Because he just comes in, lays down the exact same ultimatum every time and then just bounces and that's it. Yeah. Yes. But he does get to say thou a lot, which is fun. This is also the first time in the whole fan fiction where you get the correct spelling of gothic and the only oh, time in the whole fan no fiction. Way. No yeah. way. No way. I'm going to just I, control I, I think F I made gothic. a note at some point that we saw the word gothic. It's Maybe right it's this here. Chapter. Oh dear. Sequoia, I have control F gothic in the second half, just chapters 23 through 44, and uh, it says 18 results. All right. So. Okay, cool. okay, come <laughs> on. Not to put you on blast, but you have been put on blast. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 24, an author's note requests to the preps to please stop flaming the story. And this has happened a lot. And is flaming a, a, a normal, regular fanfiction term, or is this a My Immortal specific thing? That's a fanfiction term. Yeah. Okay. And that does that just mean complaining, leaving bad reviews, combination of the two? Yeah, I think it's anything mean or negative, really. Yeah. Okay, got mm-hmm. it. So it starts off another well. Well, we had deviation class. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so I got to ask Professor Trevolri about the visions. Uh-huh. Professor Trelawney, who is now called Professor Sinister, I guess this is just a really bad translation of Sybil, or mm. this is her gothic name, because Sinister is the most common S word for Trelawney, uh-huh. but there are other S words, but I guess it could be like a nickname like Vampire for mm. Harry Potter, maybe? Huh. I hadn't thought of that. I kind of thought that she'd mushed together um, Professor Sinistra and Professor Trelawney was what I thought, but I think the gothic name actually makes more sense. <laughs> no, but I like the idea that it's just her gothic name because she is super goth. Really goth. I mean, Professor Trelawney was kind of asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> So dramatic. Oh, yeah, she is really, really gothic and also half Japanese and thus speaks Japanese. So important to know here. Right. She does attempt to speak Japanese. She does. It doesn't go far beyond saying konnichiwa, but Uh apparently she speaks Japanese. Yep. The classroom has posters of Emily the Strong, and I did Google this, and the only... Results I got were for Emily the Strange, Mm -hmm. Uh which is a gothic-esque looking book series. So Ebony raises her hand, and she's got pentagram designs on her nail polish. And Trelawney says, what is it, Ebony? And then says, oh, hey, I love your nail polish. Where'd you get it? Hot Topic? And Ebony says, yeah, all the preps who didn't know what Hot Topic was gave me weird looks. I gave them the middle finger. (laughs) Well, I have to talk to you about some things. When do you want to do it? 
How about now, she asked. Okay, I said, okay, class fucking dismissed everyone. <laughs> what an interaction. Those are fucking exact quotes. Like, what? Yes, yes. Incredible. <gasps> Absolutely incredible. But it's not fully dismissed because Trelawney says it's dismissed for everyone except for you, Brittany. And then she points at Brittany and some other preps. I feel bad for the other preps because it would be very confusing if class was dismissed for them or not. Because it said everyone leave, not you, Brittany, but then points to multiple people. I would be stressed. Yeah. I'm wondering if every prep is named Brittany. Oh. It's not a character. It's a state of being. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so Trelawney continues that they have to please do exercise and then in parentheses get it one on page three Ebony says that she's having visions of Draco getting hurt Trelawney gives her a black cryptal ball mm -hmm. which I guess is a crystal ball that lets you see cryptids and <laughs> she looks into it oh dang <laughs> I would like one of those please <laughs> Ebony looks into it. All she sees is a skull and a pentagram. Fun little mistyping note is that we get another first person thing where it says, I said to Trelawney. So mixing up how the narration works because I said is in quotes, not outside yeah. of quotes. <laughs> That's all she can see. And then Draco knocks on the door and it says that he looked really sexy. He uh -huh. was wearing a black leather Facet. Yes. Is that a really bad misspelling of jacket? Because she does call jacket Jackson's. Is <laughs> facet just a terrible, terrible mistype of jacket? That is the only thing I could guess when okay. I saw that. I was like, what the fuck is she trying to say? I thought she might be trying to say bracelet. Huh? Uh, maybe, maybe. I don't know that a black leather bracelet is like that sexy, but maybe she's just like really into it. Mm -hmm. But jacket makes a lot more sense. Jay is nowhere near F on the keyboard, though. So <laughs> who's to say? Not only is he wearing this, he's also wearing black, not Converse, but Congress shoes. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I know this was written in 2006, so it wouldn't be this, but it feels like this entire fanfic was written on someone's phone in the notes app and they were typing it very quickly and you weren't allowed to fix any of the autocorrects. <laughs> I mean, it's entirely possible that it was like T9'd out on a cell phone. Yes, yes. <laughs> Gosh, T9 word. <laughs> also, there's a fun relationship started here with Trelawney and Ebony that they curse at each other, playful cursing. Uh -huh. Professor Sinister calls Ebony the C word. Just casually. She calls her the B word back, just super casually back and forth. This starts a trend. Real professionally and, and casually <laughs> with your professor. They're friends because Professor Trelawney is one, really young for a professor, and two, shops at Hot Topic. So they're best mm -hmm. friends. Sure. Super gothic. I also like that um, Hermione's character is also friends with Trelawney in this. Not realistic at all. <laughs> Bloody Mary, yeah. Bloody Mary is all about deviation class. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Ebony walks off with Draco and Vampire, and we get into chapter 25. We have an author's note where Tara threatens to have Justin, the return of Justin. Justin's back. Didn't think I was going to see him again. Yeah. Uh -huh. Glad to know he's still alive. No, nah, we didn't know if they were still together, but apparently they are. And Justin's going to beat up the preps if they keep saying bad things about the story and Tara's going to get nerds, first instance of nerds, yeah. nerds to put viruses on their computers. Yes. <laughs> Love this. First and possibly only mention of nerds. Mm -hmm. I feel seen, but not seen enough. 
<laughs> so Draco asks Ebony what Trelawney said. Ebony says that Trelawney's going to tell her tomorrow what the visions mean. And I don't think she actually said that. No. But nope. that's what Ebony has said. I don't know. I think you could probably suss something out from Black Skull and a pentagram, but I don't know. <laughs> Don't know. So now they're in Draco's flying car, and he starts to fly it into a tree, which feels dangerous, but it's like parking it in a tree, mm-hmm. almost like it's becoming a mobile treehouse. And <laughs> they go to the top of the tree. Draco puts on some MCR, and then, of course, they start to do it on the tree. Yeah. And the the best quote from this romantic interaction is, quote, he put his trobbing you-know-what in my tool sexily. <laughs> Is tool supposed to be something? Because I couldn't think of anything that it was supposed to be. Got nothing. Nothing. It is a euphemism for penis. But it's into her tool. But it's into her tool. Yes. Is it just a word that they know is something associated with sex? And so they just put it there. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Or it's like one of those things where just by context clues, anything you can just fill in the blanks because she could have said, I don't know, he put it into my nightstand <laughs> sexily. It's like, yep, well, I know what the nightstand is. If you know what I mean? <laughs> nightstand. Get it? <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Get it? Ha ha ha. So immediately after climaxing, Ebony has a vision of a black guy shooting two gothic people with long black hair and leaving the scene in a red car. She mm-hmm. wakes up and tells Draco to call Vampire, and then, as the narrator reveals that the people who were shot were Lucian, so Lucius, and Sirius, but spelled like the word, not the name. Of course. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Can't not. <laughs> now, at the author's note of chapter 26, thankfully, we didn't have to go more than two sentences without the author Tara justifying why she had to clarify that the person who shot these people was black, and her only justification was... I wasn't being racist, so not a great defense, Yeah, but here we are. But also it doesn't come back. (laughs) No, it doesn't come back. It does not. And then later on, there is shooting involved, but it's by different people. Yeah. So I don't don't understand. Whoever that person was again. No, 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 no. But it's okay because Tara wasn't being racist, so it's fine. That's why it's fine. Cool. <laughs> In this author's note, Tara also tells the preps to stop flaming, and if they don't like it, just to fuck off. Which, I gotta say, as a podcaster, and I'm sure you two might feel the same way, that is a vibe. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always fun when people make lengthy things that are just saying like, gosh, I've listened to the last 20 episodes of Potterless and I fucking hate it. Stop listening! <laughs> what are you doing? That's 20 hours of your life! Just stop! I don't give a fuck. Just stop. <laughs> oh, like if you want to hate, listen to it and get me more statistics and advertising money. Sure. But why would you subject yourself to this? You don't have to. You don't, you have, don't to. have to. Go do something nice. It's voluntary and it's free. There's no sunk cost fallacy. You didn't pay for this. Uh, so I support Tara here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also like that this is the first page break that I have noticed, and it happens a lot from this point out. Instead of just XXXXX to do the page break between the author's note and the story, there's a 666 in the middle, and it that's is. fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so Vampire arrives, Ebony explains the vision, and they go to Dumbledore. And Draco says, Sire, our dads have been shot. <laughs> 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 now, it's very interesting that Draco says this, because at first it might imply that Sirius is... 
Harry's dad. Sirius is Harry's dad. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> but James Potter does come back in the time travel. And then also when they go back to the present, he's there. So it's... It is sure. quite confusing. Harry has a lot of dads. Harry does have a just lot of dads. That's just canon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Dumbledore then starts to laugh, and he doesn't want to help Ebony, and Ebony is very upset, and she says, Look, motherfucker, <laughs> you know very well that I'm not decisional, which previously Dumbledore said that she was divisional, which I'm assuming is her being delusional, uh-huh. but... Both of these are very fun. (laughs) And she wants to get people out of there to start looking for Sirius and Lucian. And instead of pronto, it's porno, which, (laughs) gosh, some of the misspellings are so much fun. Very funny. So then Dumbledore becomes intimidated and asks where these two are. Ebony thinks about it and says, Long Don! (laughs) (laughs) So good. She apparently, after thinking about it, knows the exact street where they are. Yep. In her vision, they were all they were standing next to a street sign. They <laughs> of were standing course. next they were to reading both the street, street sign <laughs> off out loud. And they said this is in London. <laughs> and then the narrator describes this next thing as quote, he went and called some people and did some stuff. I like it. And then one sentence later, they're found. And the final note of this chapter is, quote, suddenly Sirius and Lucian came in on stretchers. And Professor Sinister, who was behind them. There she is. She's also she's also there. She's also there. <laughs> I don't understand why this had a million dots yeah. before it. It didn't really feel dramatic. They're kind of grasping at the cliffhanger this time. That is not a cliffhanger, right. actually. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So they did get shot. Serious and Lucian. I guess. Yes. At least they're going to be okay after seeing the nurse. Yeah, because yeah. they're on stretchers, but they're going to go see magic. the nurse. Magic nurse. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. got shot. It's fine. You just magic the bullets out. I do feel bad that Pomfrey never gets named or gets a cool name because it feels like Pomfrey could be a very fun goth character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what if she made her like a witch doctor type nurse? That'd be more Ooh. fun than just calling her the nurse or as Tara spells it, the nurse. <laughs> N-O-O-R-S-E. So I guess she's Norwegian. <laughs> Spent a lot of time in the nurse's office in the story, considering that we never see Pomfrey. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. They are there quite a bit. A disservice. I agree, Pasequoia. That is a disservice. Hey, everyone, it's me, Editing Mike. You know what else is a disservice? The fact that I have not been in this episode yet, so I'm stepping in here because we're going to take a little bit of a break for Wingardium Adridosa. Today's episode of Pottery List is brought to you by Function of Beauty. Let's say hypothetically that you are one of the characters in My Immortal that dyes their hair, and you want to make sure that your hair is strong and healthy despite all the dyeing and the streaks that you're putting in. How can you have happy, healthy hair? You could use Function of Beauty. Function of Beauty is the world leader in fully customized hair care. They create unique formulas based on a short but thorough quiz to give your hair everything it needs to look and feel its best. And every product from Function of Beauty is sulfate-free, paraben-free, cruelty-free, it's vegan, and there are over 60,000 re- five-star customer reviews. I'm one of those reviews. Kelly is one of those reviews. My mom, Barb, is one of those reviews. We have truly enjoyed the stuff that we've got from Function of Beauty. We have new things coming in a future box. Kelly's trying out one of their skincare lines, a face serum, and she's also trying out hair mist. So if you don't necessarily have time or you're in between washes, but you want to make sure your hair smells good before you see people, you can use a hair mist and it comes in a different sense. And the scents from Function of Beauty smell fantastic. They have fun scents like Tropical Mango. The body wash that we've got coming in is mango. I'm very excited for it. Sweet 
sweet peach, which I have lotion of, which smells very good, and crisp pear. Or you can go with something more subtle, like lavender, rose, or eucalyptus, which is what Kelly and I did for our hair care stuff. And if you don't want fragrances at all, that's okay, because you can go fragrance-free. We like the eucalyptus scent for the hair because it's not as powerful, but for the body wash that you gotta cover up some body odors, we went a little stronger with peach, and it's worked out really well. I'm excited to see how the mango compares to our previous body wash scent of peach. So if you want to try this out, you can go to functionofbeauty.com slash potterylist to take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. That's functionofbeauty.com slash potterylist. Let them know that you heard about it here and you'll get 20% off your first order. So go to functionofbeauty.com slash potterylist, save 20% on your first order, and keep your hair healthy despite all the dying that you're doing to it today. And now you'll hear words from a few sponsors who make it feasible for me to be a full-time podcaster. Some of these ads will be read by me, others of them won't. The ones that aren't are inserted locally, so if you live internationally, don't be surprised if you hear an ad in your country's native language. And once those ads are complete, we'll get back to this episode of Potterless. This episode of Potterless is brought to you by Arena Club. Now, if you listen to this podcast, it should be no secret that I am both a sports nerd and more of a traditional nerd. And when you think of these two types of nerddom, there's one thing that links them together, and that is card collecting. Whether you are looking to buy, trade, sell, or display a card collection of sports cards or Pokemon cards, you should check out Arena Club. ArenaClub.com is the place where you can do all of these things. I have recently made a purchase on the marketplace. I got Lieutenant Surge's Raichu, which is my favorite Pokemon, and I didn't even know that there was a Lieutenant Surge version of the Raichu. So that is a card that I now have, and it's not just some digital thing. I can have this card physically mailed to me. So there's a bunch of cool stuff you can do with Arena Club, including their slab packs. If you have ever done any sort of card collecting, you know that ripping packs or repacks can be a zero transparency type of thing where you're just hoping you get some sort of cool card. But what's nice about the slab packs with Arena Club is that you have full transparency. You see what available cards are there, what your percentage of getting them is, what the gradings are, so it is not a complete black box. You're going into this knowing what cards you might get. And I've been using Arena Club, and it's pretty cool. It's very easy for me to look up different cards. I can favorite them, see what I want, and then whenever I want them shipped to me, I can get them shipped to me, and then I'll have the physical versions of them. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash Wow, that is a wild offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack is slash bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash potterless for 10% off your first purchase. So if you collect some cards or reopen some packs in a more transparent way, whether you're a sports nerd or a Pokemon nerd or all sorts of nerds like me, you can use Arena Club today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. So chapter 27, another titled chapter, mm. Vampires Will Never Hurt You, which we learn later is an MCR song. Oh. Or we all knew because we're goths. Right. We're super I goth. knew the yes. whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So everybody is happy. The nurse starts healing the wounded. And Professor Sinister, who is now called Professor Sinatra, which is very fun, <laughs> tells oh, Ebony to come one. on so that she can tell her about the visions. And she starts it by saying, Tara, I see Drac times are near. So again, another Tara <laughs> Ebony mix up. 
She looks into the crystal ball, but the narrative, <laughs> but the way it's written in the story says she peered into the balls. <laughs> <laughs> I am exactly immature enough to think that is very funny. Oh, it's very, very funny. <laughs> she says that Ebony has to go back in time. And at this point, I screamed because <laughs> I thought it was ridiculous enough when we believed that J.K. Rowling could have stolen a plot from the Avery Potter musical trilogy. Mm-hmm. But now there is the chance that J.K. Rowling stole the plot from My Immortal? <laughs> wow. My negative respect for Cursed Child has somehow gone down even more. <laughs> Time travel is super common in fan fictions. And that's why Cursed Child is also a A fan fan fiction. fiction. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Now, the reason that Ebony has to go back in time is perfect. (laughs) She has to go back in time to seduce Voldemort because the reason he turned evil is that he got his heart broken. So if he was in love, he wouldn't do this. And man, I am very here for this time travel plot. Yes. Very much here (laughs) for it. This is really good. And I like that also, if... She doesn't succeed, and he is still evil, then she has to kill him. Yeah. (laughs) She is the most qualified to go make Voldemort fall in love with her because every single person is in love with her. Right, of course. She's just the right person for the job. It's Mm -hmm. a natural fit. Yep. So everyone asks Ebony what's up. She only wants to tell Draco. Everyone wants to celebrate, so Ebony grabs the invisibility cloak and sneaks away with Draco and Vampire, even though she only wanted to tell Draco what happened. (laughs) And we get into chapter 28. So in the author's note, Tara apologizes for accidentally saying Tara instead of Ebony. And she says, Raven, have fun with Kiwi. I'm guessing this is a pet. Uh, it could also be a person. It could be literally anything. <laughs> the possibilities are endless. So they go into, quote, the black room. Is that anything? Uh, it's black. And okay. I think this is the most detailed location description we've gotten. Yeah. yeah, we just don't know what this room is. It's just a cool it's room in the Hogwarts. Goth room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like maybe it's the black box theater that oh, they've repurposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, sure. Hogwarts needs an improv team. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> some, uh, there's some people I think who would uh, do really well on that. Yeah, yep. I'd have a blast. <laughs> so, Vampire and Draco start to talk to Ebony about what's up. And there is a point where Vampire puts his alabastered hand on hers, which... (laughs) So, asks if she's okay. Ebony says, yeah, I guess. The problem is... I have to seduce Volksamort. V-O-L-X-E-M-O-R-T. And this is going to be a Kingdom Hearts-specific reference. But if anyone knows Kingdom Hearts 2, I guess this is Voldemort's nobody. There's a thing in Kingdom Hearts where people's alternate characters, you just, like, take their name and then you put an X in it and then you rearrange the letters. So that's where we've got Volksamort, my favorite Kingdom Hearts 2 character. (laughs) This is my favorite misspelling of Voldemort. It's very good. Volksamort is very fun. So she says that she's got to go back in time. Draco asks if they're going to break up. She says no. So then they start to French. Vampire looks longingly. Mm -hmm. Then she starts to take off Draco's clothes. Mm -hmm. And it says that he is hung like a Stallone. Like a Stallone. Oh, Oh my God. Maybe, maybe 
our beloved actor friend Sylvester Stallone is quite hung, but hung like a Stallone. My goodness. And apparently, apparently Draco has replaced the vampire tattoo with one that says Ebony on it. There's also black roses around it. It it says it says Enneby on it. It does say Enneby. Sorry, 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 sorry. I speculate that it just like has vampire crossed out and it just says like Enneby right next to it. The part they used to sing. Uh, so apparently he looks exactly like Gerard Way. That uh-huh. is very good and convenient for Ebony. And then Vampire takes out a video camera, but in parentheses, I had said it was okay before. Yep. So yeah. not bad this time. Consent's important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They apparently talked about what they were going to do in here off screen because at the top of this scene, Ebony is just wearing a black bra and a leather thong. I think they came in here specifically to film this act. (laughs) Mm, mm, That's the black room. So then it says, quote, I took off my clothes. Den, we were in for to rid of our lift, which... You got to stop drinking, Sequoia. You are going to do a spit take on our equipment. (laughs) That was so close. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. So Push the coffee away. <laughs> <laughs> so they finish, and Ebony notes that Vampire filmed it perfectly, mm-hmm. and then Snape and McGonagall interrupt. We now get into chapter 29, where I had a big realization that took me 29 chapters, that when they say shooted, it doesn't mean shooting spells. It's a misspelling of shouted, which changes a lot of things that happen. Huh. Because when they would say, Snape started shooting at me, I thought professors were just throwing spells at people but no it means shouted Shouted. and that changes a lot of interpretations i mean there are so many guns floating around i always just kind of assumed that they were shooting each other with guns (laughs) right i think the biggest confusion is when ebony first saw lupin and snape creeping on her because there was shooting involved and she did have a gun at this time so i don't know if she was shooting or shouting or both i it was a big aha moment for me in this chapter I was today years old. Yeah, nice. (laughs) Not much else really happens in this chapter, except for at one point, Ebony starts to cry tears of blood. Uh In parentheses, we get a clarification for this, where Tara says it happens in Vampire Chronicles. Raven said so, so fuck you. So (laughs) that apparently is responding to comments where people were saying that vampires don't cry tears of blood, but this happens in the Vampire Chronicles, which is a thing that we're all very familiar with as goths. Yes. Very, very familiar. Very. She also has... I I just love how much like head to toe aesthetic is associated with Ebony to the point where her handkerchief is black. (laughs) She takes out her black handkerchief to dab the blood that's coming out of her eyes. And um, I I can only aspire to be like this much like invested in my aesthetic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It would be the point where like I would need fuchsia toilet paper. (laughs) I would need a whole lot of specific things. I've... I only buy bright pink soap. <laughs> is this our first mention of Tom Felton, too? Ooh, yes. I think so. It is the first mention of it. Says he's super hot. So I guess that's the justification for Draco being the love interest in this story. Yeah. It is Tom Felton's fault that Draco got rehabbed in fan fiction as much as he did, I think. It is. It is. Yeah. His fault. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, just like it is Alan Rickman's fault that people like Snape. Exactly. I think that's exactly the same situation. So basically, all that happens in this chapter is McGonagall locks them in a dungeon of sorts and then leaves and then Snape takes out whips and we get into chapter 30. Yikes. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah. So author's (laughs) note, 
Here's, here's something, and I don't know if I just missed this. I know my reading comprehension is my worst scale according to the SATs, but <laughs> the author's note says, sorry for saying Alzheimer's is dangerous, but that's the mystery's opinion because society basically sucks. Did she ever say Alzheimer's was dangerous? Is there yeah. any mention of Alzheimer's anywhere in this? The ministry was making Dumbledore step down because his Alzheimer's was getting too dangerous. Oh, oh, right. I think this is the first like real moment of like author humility also though, which I thought was really interesting. The author has not apologized for like anything so far. And this is, I thought that was a little interesting. They're like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Alzheimer's is a real disease. Except it is kind of like one of those justifications when people say, oh, they're supposed to be bad kind of thing. That's mm -hmm. the point. Yeah, they, they do soften the apology quite a bit. Yeah, they just say, oh, the ministry's bad. That's why they did this bad thing. It wasn't me, the author. It's not my yeah. fault. Yeah. Kind of like the justification when I was covering the A Very Potter musical trilogy, and I was like, Harry and Ron are pretty misogynistic. And people are like, that's their character. I'm like, you didn't have to write it that way, <laughs> yeah. but okay. Yeah, for sure. So, back to our dungeon now. and uh, Do we have to? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to skip over most of what transpires here. But basically, they scream no. Snape does start loafing meanly instead of laughing meanly, loafing meanly, which I think would be very fun to see someone loaf around in a mean way. <laughs> but an important note is that Ebony uses her vampire telepathy powers, which exist now. Yes. She tells Draco and vampire to distract Snape, and then she hits Snape with Crucio and then sends a text, she has a phone, to yep. Sirius. And she does keep calling it mobile, which is confusing because for a second I thought, is she British, but no, she's very clearly American. Very so clear. I don't know why she keeps calling it mobile. But yeah. Sirius then comes in and gets Snape to stop torturing them. Lucius and Trelawney also come in and they set the trio free. What was confusing to me right here is that I think it's got to be a mess misspelling, but the character who I think is Sirius is called Severus. Well, Cerverus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, is this supposed to be Sirius or has Snape split into two characters? No, I think it's supposed to be Sirius because as we will see, Sirius starts getting called just any name with an S in it. Yep. And then eventually he gets a cool gothic name. But he gets names that make no sense like Spartacus and... <laughs> It yeah. gets all it goes all over the place. And Snape is usually Snap or Snake. Yeah. Generally. Sirius even gets Severus's nickname here. Oh hello Sev. Weird. <laughs> Says Snake. Oh weird. So uh chapter 31. Author's note. It calls the haters queefs. Woo! This is a new insult. <laughs> and feels very of the time. I did not parse that word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. She does spell it, I believe, with a PH, so it's a little different. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, it felt very 2006. Yeah. I feel like we've had a pretty short run as an insult when I was in eighth grade. Yeah. So, yeah, this this feels on par for the time. <laughs> and also in the author's note, says that Ebony is not a Mary Sue because you don't know what's going to happen. I think that's so funny because the only way to dispute her being a Mary Sue would be if later in the story, somehow none of this happened, like it was all just a dream. Right. Because being a Mary Sue just means you're too powerful. You would have to have things be undone. The ending is not going to change that she is too OP as a character. Right. 
Right. But you don't know what's going to happen. That could happen. I don't. You don't know. I don't. No, I don't. I, I literally don't. So Sirius calls out Snape for being on Voldemort's side. Snape says that he was teaching them. Ebony then gives Sirius a vial of Voldemort serum, which I guess is Veritas serum. Probably. It's gotta be, right? Yeah. You wouldn't use anything else here. No. That is a wild spelling for it, though. Wild, wild spelling. And then Lucius has a taped recorder, technology works at Hogwarts, and yeah. they get Snape's secrets. But we don't get Snape's secrets. Nope. No. We, but, we, but but they, they do. Yeah. They They're, do. You know, the secrets. <laughs> they wouldn't be secrets if we got them, Sequoia. <laughs> So Ebony's ready to time travel, and the text says, quote, Hermione, <laughs> darkness and willow came too. <laughs> Bloody Mary. So one sentence, she goes from being Hermione to back to being Bloody Mary. Wow. Incredible. Bloody Mary gives her a black bag from Tom Riddle's store. It is a dress from Trelawney. Trelawney then also gives her a black gun <laughs> and a black time turner. Yes! It's yes! the aesthetic! The aesthetic! You have to! You have to! Everything is black. I do kind of miss when everything she owned had like a band face on it, but I do <laughs> appreciate that everything is black. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the time tur turner could use a, a couple more pentagrams on it, mm -hmm. but, um, you know. I mean, it has the most potential for being just a bunch of pentagrams that spin around in a circle. Like, it, it does. doesn't have to be an hourglass or it could be a pentagram shaped hourglass there are a lot of possibilities here there for are. the time there journey. are <laughs> she she has like a gun holster on her leg too she like oh, yeah. has like yeah, a yeah, gun yeah. holster strap like in red is net evil mm -hmm. the famous video the, game the Resident famous evil, video yeah. game red is net <laughs> evil oh it's so good so in order to time travel you don't spin the time turner, turn it over. You jump into the pensive. Yeah. So she jumps into the pensive sexily. <laughs> Is the sexy jumping necessary to going back in time? Like if you don't jump in oh, sexily, yeah, you just yeah, go yeah. into memory. But if you go in sexily, you actually go back in time. It's just like in platform nine and three quarters. If you don't believe, it mm. won't work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> If you don't do it sexily, you don't want time travel. She is wearing fishnets and like a like a gun holster on her leg. So I think it's probably impossible for her to not jump in sexily. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> right. So right, here's right, what the right. text says right after this. Quote, in front of me was one of the sexiest goth guys I had ever seen. He was wearing long black hair, kind of like Mikey Way, who is the <laughs> bassist from... MCR. It's Gerard's brother. What? Oh, <laughs> Gerard has a brother. Mikey. Yeah, Mikey. <laughs> He's the cute he one. Had... What? <laughs> <laughs> Who's talking? Who said Is someone that? talking? <laughs> so then it goes on. He had green eyes like Billy Joe Armstrong and pale white skin. He was wearing a black ripped up suit with Vans. It was dot 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 Tom Bombadil. <laughs> started crying. Yes. I yes. started crying real tears. <laughs> I got up from my chair and started walking. It was so good. And then I couldn't help but say, old Tom Bombadil is a merry fellow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gosh, so I am not a Lord of the Rings stan by any means. I have seen the movies exactly once. I will not read the books, but <laughs> 
I fucking love Tom Bombadil. Oh my <laughs> god. This was so just like powerful. This might be one of my very favorite moments in the entire fan fiction. It's one of the best, I think. Yeah, it's got to be top five, especially because there are so many ellipses before it. And it was just <laughs> the perfect. What's great about the ellipses when you read it on the My Immortal site is that there's so many that it pushes it to the next line. So if you're reading, you don't like accidentally see it. So really, I was just expecting a wild misspelling of Voldemort. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting our favorite bright blue blue jacket wearing, yellow boot wearing, (laughs) forest nymph fairy man. (laughs) Uh, Oh my goodness. (sighs) Canonically, Kim, remind me canonically what time period Tom Riddle was at Hogwarts. Was it the that that like the fifties? Like the nineteen forties ish, I would guess. He's like Yeah, it's like like 50 50 years years prior before the 90s. I love that there were goths in the 40s. Well, we're definitely were not in the, in the 40s. 40s. We're going to find out in the next chapter. <laughs> definitely not in the 40s. Shit gets wild. So chapter 32. <laughs> author's note says that the Tom Bombadil thing was a mistake. I'm very sad. Just I really wish it. this was Tom Bombadil. <laughs> yeah, please. This is now Lord of the Rings crossover. So <laughs> Ebony introduces herself to Tom Riddle. And he says that his name is Tom. But you can call him Satan because that's his middle name. Yes. Sure. <sighs> Love it's it, better than it, his actual it, middle it, name, it, it, honestly. Oh, yeah. Marvolo's whack. <laughs> whack <laughs> stuff. So Ebony asks if he likes Green Day, and he says yes. Now, Green Day has been around longer than a lot of these punk bands. I yes. think they started in the late 80s. Mm-hmm. But not back in 1940-whatever. Not yep. the 40s. <laughs> we are definitely in the 80s. Yes. This conversation that Ebony and Tom Bombadil have was so confusing. I had to like take a breather and go for a walk. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He says that he likes Green Day and he says he also likes Good Charlotte. And Tara justifies this by saying that they did a song once that sounded like it was an 80s song. Yeah. So... I just wrote in my notes, all caps, what year is it? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's the 80s. Because she also says that MCR and Evanescence don't exist yet. Yeah. Right. I think she thinks it's the 80s, but then simultaneously doesn't know what bands were around in the 80s. Because there's a Marilyn Manson concert going on. And was he around in the 80s? Literally don't know. I have Marilyn, no idea. Uh, incognito window. Uh, <laughs> Marilyn Manson wiki. Oh, Marilyn Manson was born in 1989. So I guess uh. could be, though I don't really know. Hey, editing Mike, your past Mike misspoke. Marilyn Manson was not born in 1989. As a musician, his band was formed in 1989. He was born in 1969. This has been past Mike messed up words with editing Mike. Anyway, back to the podcast. So he says that they have a concert in Hogsment. Mm-hmm. And Ebony says... Hogsmeade? And he says, yeah, that's what they used to call it in these times before it became Hogsmeade in 2000. What? Yeah. What? Mm -hmm. And then he starts to say, there's also this really cool shop called Hot, and she goes, Topic? And he says, no, it's called Hot Issue? (laughs) Issue, I-S-H-O-O. And it says, then in 1998, they changed it to Hot Topic. (laughs) So even though this is the past... Tom Riddle has knowledge of the future. And I don't know if this is a future plot twist because Tom Ridd exists in our present, but he knows about the future and is able to put things in context for Ebony. Very confusing. 
chapter is so buck wild. What? Absurd. Absurd. And she's got to be giving away that she's from the future at this point because she's calling it Hot Topic and Hogsmeade. So what is happening? Okay, yes, we could we could move on. Just like Harry when he has to be sleuthing, she's not good at it. No. So apparently Dumbledore is the principal, and he's an American Eagle wearing blonde hair sporting prep. Oh. Voldemort says that Dumbledore is mean to them because they are goths, and Ebony says that no, it's because you're the Bark Lord. And he goes, what? And she goes, nothing. She's got no chill, doing <laughs> just as well as Harry did in the Slughorn situation. <laughs> she's so bad at this. It's incredible. It's impressive how terrible she is. The Bark Lord. <laughs> so, so Ebony then falls through the floor <laughs> and is back in the present time in Trelawney's classroom. And Professor Trelawney then starts crying and she's sobbing limpid tears. Uh-huh. And she says, OMFG, Enneby, I think I'm addicted to Voldemort serum. <laughs> I'm assuming this is still Veritas serum. Yeah. Yes. But I don't get why she would be addicted to it. Yes. I also don't get why she would drink it in the first place. Right. But that's where we're at. What would Veritaserum addiction do to a person? You just tell the truth Truth all the time. You just keep telling the truth. Just constantly in the zone of truth. Why would you? (laughs) Why would anybody have to? I love it. It's weird. And this is important enough to pull ebony out of her mission which is to save the wizarding world by seducing satan yeah they mentioned something about having to do it multiple times so maybe this is just the time travel wearing off she was supposed to have like an hour back in time right each time they said at one point so she was gonna have to do it do this in stages Gotcha. All that happened when she went back in time, though, was she had that very confusing conversation (laughs) with Voldemort. So I guess maybe Sinister did pull her out to be like, I need help, (laughs) girl. (sighs) So chapter 33. Author's note. Tara promises to help Raven with her story if she wants. And Raven, run, run. I don't think you want her help. Raven. Raven, no. I mean... Tara has ideas. <laughs> yes, yes. She's the ideas person. She needs them to be refined. <laughs> so Ebony offers to bring Professor Trelawney to St. Mungo's, and she says no, but then asks if next time Egaji, new spelling for <laughs> Ebony, next time Egaji time travels, she could ask for help from Tom Anderson. So I guess that's another Tom Riddle spell. <laughs> or Neo from The Matrix is going to help us cure... Veritaserum uh, <laughs> addiction. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. <laughs> so Ebony leaves. Draco asks if she had to do it with Voldemort yet, and she says she hasn't, and then she shouts that she doesn't want to have to get that far, but she shoots, of course. Right. So this chapter is where I identified that there were just so many misspellings and incorrect words and all this stuff that I really feel like this chapter might have been written by someone else hmm. because it just feels like someone trying to write a My Immortal chapter because it's just too My Immortal. Hmm. It's too lost in the right. sauce. Do you think they were just leaning into the bit too much? That could have been it. Or maybe the person was like doing it with their friends and they were busy and they were like, hey, can you write a chapter? And they were like, this is fine. But this one, and thankfully it's only this chapter in particular, I was afraid that the remaining 11 chapters of this were going to be right. this bad. Because this chapter in particular was not fun to read. <laughs> I really did not enjoy reading it because with so many incorrect things, 
I was struggling to comprehend what was going on. And when I'm reading my immortal, I don't want to think that much. (laughs) I really don't want to have to parse the text. Yeah. Yeah. So Draco shows Ebony that Sirius is apparently now torturing Lupin and Snape. And Ebony laughs statistically. So that's fun. It's a good one. Instead of sadistically. So they take some of Snape's blood, they leave, they change clothes, and then they immediately take off their new outfit so they can start to do it, and then they fall asleep, and then we go into chapter 34. <laughs> just, woo. I think we did, oh, we got, uh, in this last chapter, after they do it, Draco says, I love you to Ebery. <laughs> <laughs> got there. The fi- the, is that the final form? Yes. If, of Tara slash Ebony? Oh, oh, that, oh, okay. That makes more sense than I just thought it was either a ridiculous misspelling or Ebony's the new Black Panther <laughs> and she's become to <laughs> Ebony. Yeah, that's <laughs> But no, aesthetic. it being a mess up for Tara, that's yeah, perfect. Yeah. That makes sense. But I mean, Ebony is the Black Panther. She'd love it. Her outfit is just black. She gets to wear black all the time. Exactly. Chapter 34, we get a clothing description and this one stood out to me in particular because very 2006, there is a Mr. and Mrs. Smith Angelina Jolie dress reference to her leather dress, and I'm very here for it. Mr. and Mrs. Smith is one of those things that's very ingrained into my 2006 brain because I remember going on a date with a girl, and it was our first date, and I was very nervous of, should I hold her hand or not? And I spent the entire movie stressing about this, and then I finally held her hand at the end of the movie, and I can only assume that my hand was covered in sweat since I was nervous for an hour and 20 minutes, and then held her hand for maybe nine minutes, and then the movie ended. Oh my god. I didn't want to be too forward, you know? That's beautiful. Oh no. Uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Sirius comes to the door and tells Ebony to go see Trelawney. Ebony asks what's up with Snape and Lupin, and he says that they're in Azkaban now. Lol. Ebony asks about Draco and Vampire, and they have been excused from school today and are now watching The Nightmare Before Christmas because, of course. Yes, very gothic. It's their comfort movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trelawney tells Ebony that she has to time travel again and then also find a cure for her addiction. So now we go back in time, and she is eating Count Chocula in the Great Hall next to Satan and Slughorn, who is called Slutborn, which is my favorite Muggleborn <laughs> thing. It's really good. Slughorn is there, and Satan tells Ebony that Marilyn Manson has a Hogsmeade concert tonight. And then the movie theater, apparently, there's a movie theater in Hogsmeade now, <laughs> sure. or Hogsmeade, sorry. Hogsmeade. They are playing The Exorcist, and he invites her to go with him. <laughs> And uh, that is the end of chapter 34, as now we go into chapter 35, another titled one, Ghost of You. Is that also the name of a song by a band? Gotta be. Gotta be. It has to be. But I googled Ghost of You, and it's one of those songs that a lot of people have a song called Ghost of You. Mm. Apparently, the most famous is Five Seconds of Summer, but this came out in 2018. Mm. But, oh no, I've googled it. It's also a My Chemical Romance song. There we go. (laughs) Makes more sense. (laughs) There we go. We We have done it. Investigative journalism on the pod. (laughs) So there's an author's note. Interestingly, new friend enters the fray. Thanks, Susie, for an idea. (gasps) Susie's new, but she gave... Tara, an idea for the story. Nice. Don't know what idea. Nope. Nope. Who's to say? (laughs) Not going to be a good one. (laughs) But we also get a crowdsourcing request if anyone has a cool gothic name for Sirius. And my question here, is Sirius not a cool enough name? (laughs) Yeah, his last name's Black. (laughs) His name is Sirius Black. 
What? Yeah, we're this already is there. easily the most gothic character that exists. You're done. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Also, is he even going to be... Oh, no, he's not in Azkaban. Snape and Lupin are in Azkaban. Never mind. It's I got it all. Track. It's, it's hard to keep track of who's in Azkaban. Yeah, because they go and they come back and they trade. <laughs> Getting into Azkaban is really not high stakes. It's like going to jail in Monopoly. You're there for no reason. You leave for no reason. It's fine. <laughs> I love when um, fan fiction authors start crowdsourcing ideas. Right. You'll usually see it for us, at least. We'll usually see it before the story drops because they ran out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you have any ideas or suggestions for what you want to see next, leave them in the reviews. And then there's no more chapters. And you're like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> so Ebony back in time thinks that Lucius is Draco for a second and then also notes that he still has two arms. Did I miss Lucius losing an arm? No, you did not. You did not. Okay, okay. <laughs> he has not been described as only having one arm at any point. Okay, cool. My reading comprehension skills have held up, thankfully. But I was very nervous that I somehow missed that he was Bucky from Winter Soldier. <laughs> oh, he is now. Yeah. Oh, he's not. The losing of an arm becomes a plot in later chapters, but yeah, this is a, a fun new revelation. So apparently Lucius, Snape, Sirius, and James Potter are all playing backup at the concert as a band, and their band name is X Black X Tier X. Oh, oh dear. Pretty great aim username. <laughs> apparently it's a band name too. Now, James Potter does not go by James Potter. He goes by Samaro, <laughs> like Samara, who is the girl from The Ring. Yep. Naturally. Obviously. Great name. Makes sense. Checks out. Mm -hmm. So then they do the Death's Touch Sin. And this is one of those things that I had to Google. And thankfully, it is spelled so incorrectly that the top result is from the My Immortal Wiki. And it says that the Death's Touch Sin is a gothic gesture first mentioned in Chapter 27 when Professor Sinister and Ebony do it to each other. Oh. And... It is really Death's Touch Sign, a hand gesture originating from the saga of Darren Shan book series <gasps> meant to display respect towards a vampire that is likely to be killed and is a totally normal gothic thing to do in Ebony's world. But yeah, apparently it's from some book series. Yeah, that's the Darren Shan. That's like the vampire's assistant in the... The vampire prince? I read all of those. Am I gothic? Ooh. <laughs> you are now. Oh my gosh. I was gothic my the whole time. <laughs> eyes glazed, must have been so glazed over because I never could parse whatever the death's touch sign was. I could not no. pull that out of it. The first three times it happened, I was like, Ugh, whatever. And then this fourth time I said, okay, I'm Googling it. <laughs> Just like, yep, there's some stuff happening in this story. Samaro, <laughs> somebody help me. So apparently their band needs a singer. <laughs> Ebony then sings Boulevard of Broken Dreams. So they ask her to be their singer. She says yes, but of course she needs a new outfit. Right. So Ebony wants to go forward in time, but she doesn't know how it will happen. But thankfully, our good friend Marty McFly oh comes, God. comes through in the clutch and helps her time travel back to the present. Yep. And that's the end of chapter 35 and the end of this episode of Potterless. What a better note to end on. Marty McFly is in the fray. Morty McPhil is in the fray. Gosh. In his black band t-shirt and, and black, black jeans, baggy jeans. His classic outfit. He's, I wish he was wearing the same Marty McFly outfit, but it was black jeans, a black button-down shirt, and a black Ooh, life preserver yeah. with a black hoverboard and a black DeLorean. That would have been <laughs> so much better. 
But yeah, that's uh, that's our fourth installment of My Mortal. Our next episode will be the final, which is just going to be a wild ride. But Kim and Sequoia, thank you for joining. If people want to find you doing stuff, where can they do so? Thanks for having us on again, Mike. If of you want to find Sequoia and me laughing, crying, screaming, <laughs> etc., about fan fiction, you can listen to us on Fanatical Fix and Where to Find Them. If you want to find me taking romantic movies and turning them into scary stories, you can find me on But Make It Scary. You can find both of those on wherever pods are cast. Fantastic. Thank you both so much for joining. Listeners, thanks for listening. And as they say in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, before they do death's touch sin to each other... Wizard on! Hello, this is the last episode of Potterless that is going live before the Kickstarter ends for Modern Muckraker, so I'm going to use this last little bit to say go to bit.ly slash modernmuckraker if you want to help us hit some stretch goals. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, this is a podcast that I will be launching later this year. Our Kickstarter has been funded, but we're going to try to hit some stretch goals before the campaign closes on April 29th at 10.58 a.m. Eastern Time. So again, that URL is bit.ly slash modernmuckraker. Potterless is created by Mick Schubert. It is hosted by Mick Schubert. It is edited by Mick Schubert. It is produced by Mick Schubert as well as... Vicky Garcia, Christine, Aaron Johnson, Klauser, Lopu, Marchismo, Juan Sanfeliu, Rosemary, Dodge, Marie, Lisa C. Keen, Audra, Eleanor, Kerlin, Nikita Power, Rachel Guthrie, Alex Consulver, John Kotker, Noel Basile, Claire Spencer, Rory Collier, Veronica Bartova, Lada Bartova, Noah, Jennifer Marklu, Justin Montero, Jacob Parrish, Maya Gray, Polly Burge, Zena Rosnowski, Harlan Haskins, Nikki Harris, Kine, Sarah Shedder, Marta Morrison, Flor Sake, Skyla Lily, Edel Ryan, Professor Threat, Ellie Hoskov Chova, Michael David Yordi, Kelly Otilio, Kerry Crumpler, Connie Binkowski, Jen Went, Nedry OS, Will Huser, Marik Rieger, Ashton Gabrielson, Brittany Gutierrez, Phelan, the Meadows family, Ginny from the block, Heather Langeel, Kevin Stewart, Jarls, Fiven, Peter McGrath, Callahan and Darius, Bella Barlack, Melanie Demi, Reese Dignan, Joseph Torp, Madison, don't call me an infidora, Sabrina Balsaker, Sophia Loves Pigs, Farzan Jarabat, Melanie De Reif, Matt Barger, Okamahime, Bony Pony, Kelsey Gillespie, Rike Mango Jensen, Taylor Payne, Megan Moon, Riley Kitas, Laurel Happy, Erica Butler, Kendra Hertz, Natanya Page, Yogan Shanley, Darcy Alexandra Harrison, Sandra Rose, Craig McRoberts, Demi Lynn, Michelle Spurgeon, Henrika Wolf, Casey Canales, Megan Stampin, Jack Skitzes, Dane Nemcher, Little One, Ilaria Vicentin, Greg Hughes, Caw Caw, Mother Feathers, Ribbon Monstrosity, Jack Parr, Serenity Allen, Haley Hastings, Sabrina Casanova, Jenny Browers, Eileen Gazesh, Annette Pipitone, Hufflepuff alumni, Brett Clausen, Mary Price, Artemis, Samantha McNamara, Nina Campley, Tatiana Schmidt, Carries Davies, Little Vomit Spiders Running Around, Punkfish, Wire Warrior 4976, Joe Sander, Michael Peavy, Maya Saunders, Jasmine Ellis, Neely, Tate Sasson, Sam Sam Reby, Adriana Hernandez, John Savio, Jody, Dunamorphine, Nash Sanadiki, Emma L. Oscar Thomason, Sean Kirkoba, Steamed Nuggets, and Can't I Potter? Web design by Kelly Schubert, and the music is by Bettina Campamanis. If you want to find us on social media, you can at facebook.com slash potterless, twitter.com slash potterless pod, instagram.com slash potterless podcast, and reddit.com slash r slash potterless. For any and all information about the show, you can go to potterlesspodcast.com. Bonus content lives at patreon.com slash potterless, and merch lives at potterlesspodcast.com slash merch. If you want to tell someone about the show, you think of someone that might like it, reach out to them directly and say, hey, there's this podcast called Potterless. I think you would like it. Word of mouth really does help the show. Other ways you can do this that are similar are posting about it on social media or leaving a rating interview online. These things really help. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, as they say in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, wizard on!